What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm Jay Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 4, Episode 2. And it's called Chapter 59 Fast Times at Riverdale High. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending because we are going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our MVPs. And we finally have like good moments and good MVPs. And I'm so excited for this season because it's so freaking good. Also, guys, don't forget we're having a contest right now. Um, It's an iTunes contest. So how you can enter is you go to iTunes, you type in Recap Rewind Riverdale, you leave us a five star review and you basically enter um into a contest for a chance to win a 50 dollar amazon gift card in a pop socket so all it requires is just like drop a five-star review if you yeah. like us that's it um and as always to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones thank you for joining us don't forget to like comment as nb mentioned and subscribe to the channel let's get into the episode oh my god all what right. did you think i loved it i think it's just such a refreshing season i feel like a breath of fresh air like that's how i feel about the show right i now. feel like a whole new world yeah, 100, like 100. what show am i watching right now because yeah. i fucking love it it's, like <laughs> it's just so it is guys it is so different from season three and even season two like even season two yeah it just feels different the writers really really like took their time to figure shit out they like sobered up they went to like aa and like they realized that they were like crazy last season and now they're like back on track and i'm so so excited like you know there's something that i kept bringing up last season and i kept seeing how certain storylines or certain like scenes um always lack like the sense of closure or yeah. like storylines like obviously like big storylines weren't even closed up but like for example, today, um, when, you know, Reggie had his fight with his dad, the whole right. time I'm like, bro, like Reggie's like triple his size of the dad. Like, go beat him up. Like, he's bigger. Right. And it was just funny how in the end, like, it, they kind of all wrapped it up with Reggie being like, but whatever, like, I'm double his size anyway. So, like, I'm good. Right. And I just love those little things that kind of, they're, they're kind of they answering my things. question as the audience. Because I'm like, okay, like, Reggie is bigger. Like, he would beat up his own dad. But, like, right. it just, everything ends up making sense. And I can already feel that in the second episode, you know? Yeah, for sure. It just, just feels, yeah, so it impressed. feels so fresh. I'm so excited to get into it with you guys. Um, so let's start right off the top. Um, so the core four is hanging out with Pops at Pops with Archie. And uh, like to your point, I really love the fact that they still weaved in, you know, the fact that, you know, the Fred Andrews storyline uh, was still kind of tapering off this episode. And, you know, Jughead mentions, you know, like, Every day, Archie got stronger, and he's a fighter, so he's gonna keep. Yeah, like, I moving love that. Forward. They they weave that in so beautifully because yeah. I was actually wondering how they were gonna kind of connect those two episodes together right. without making his death feel very like distant. Exactly, but they yes, did it yes. perfectly. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. And so now they're all rearing up for the first day of school because that happened obviously July fourth. So this is skipping to September. They're all getting back to school and they're getting ready to go. Um, so first it starts off with them at the El Royale. And by them, I mean Mad Dog and Archie and they're boxing. And Archie's like, yo, you want to go to school with me? <laughs> and Mad Dog's out I here love like, this. Uh, I don't think I want to go to school. Like, I was literally in jail. He's also, like, did you watch season three? He's like, I basically went through like everything in the world. He's yeah. like, I don't know if school's right for me. <laughs> I like ran away from school, jail and I got out of jail and then I got captured again oh and I was fighting God. in a ring. I can't. I can't yeah. even go back there. It gives me anxiety. <laughs> 
What do you think of all the crazy shit they were doing? It is insane. But yeah. anyway, so Archie tries to get him to come and play football. He's like, why don't you come to school with me and like see how you feel? Your brother, he mentions his brother starting his freshman year, which just quickly as we're talking about it, do you feel like they're going to do some sort of like second gen um, I Riverdale. think so. I think so. Because, because when they mentioned that, I was like, whoa, that's so random. Because, like, A, Mad Dog is kind of random. Right. And then for them to, like, insert his younger brother into the right. storyline. And now we have Jug, um, Jelly Bean. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely feel like they're sort of bringing in this, like, next gen, which I'm totally down for that. Totally into it. I'm really excited to see if that kind of becomes a storyline as well. Because he still hasn't been introduced. Like, the brother hasn't been introduced yet. But, like, I'm sure they mentioned get, it for a reason. Um, we also get Mad Dog's real name. Yes. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, we'll talk about um, like kind of everybody else's character. So Betty's now working with Charles, which we didn't get to see in the first episode. But now we know that she's been working with Charles to kind of find her mom and figure that whole situation out. And um, I'm going to like these are the moments where I feel like, you know, as a Riverdale watcher, you would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe an FBI agent is working with a high school student. But considering the shit that happened last season, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, I will go with it. Yeah, it's funny that you said that because, you know? I, did, you know, for sure, I was like, okay, okay. Um, I was starting to feel, like, anxious feeling again. I was, like, getting, like, sweaty and, like, nervous. And I was, like, PTSD from season three. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this is the only thing they have tied yes. to season three. Like, I'll give yes. it to them. And I feel like they're going to wrap it up really quickly. They so did say by next I'm, episode, I'm it'll all be wrapped up. Like, next episode so, is going to be the yeah. last farm episode. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, so we find out that Betty's talking to Charles and having that whole situation that kind of comes to fruition later on this episode. Um, and Veronica is now talking to, I think it's a lawyer and the lawyer comes forward and he says, just letting you know, your, your dad's about to go into trial. Your mom's about to go into trial. It would be really good if you can either make a statement or like stand up for one of them and defend one of them. And Veronica like really makes like a hard stance and says, Nope, I don't care. Like I'm gonna no comment this whole situation. Like I'm I'm gonna be neutral. I'm not doing anything. And she kind of leaves it at that. How did you feel about the fact that she didn't even band behind her mom at this point? Um, I mean, considering what happened last season, like I understood where she came from. Like she was like, I want to be Switzerland. Like I want to be in the yeah. middle. But yeah. I I figured by the end of it, she would sort of have this more like empowering platform. Right. Like I kind of expected her um kind of path this episode. Okay. So I wasn't too shocked. Um, yeah. So anyway, she doesn't want to take sides in the beginning of the episode. Um, then it cuts to our girl, Cheryl, who <laughs> is still talking to JJ. She's like, JJ, what should I be wearing for our first day of school? Dude, like, how does this guy's body, like, even, like, how is it still, like, there? I guess it's, like, how formaldehyde. Like, it's, like, pick pickled. Like, he's pickled at this point. So Ew. I guess he's, like, he's just, like, sitting perfectly there. upright, though. I know. It's creepy. Like, he's just sitting in a creepy wheelchair. Like, Nana, that's Nana Rose's chair. Like, that's Nana's chair. Like, you fucking disrespected like, her like that? Like, really? <laughs> how dare you? Like, where did she, Nana go? When did she comes back? She's going to need her chair. She'll be crawling around the floor, like, in that one season. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, then it cuts to the Pembroke. And I think that this is probably, if I want to be nitpicky about anything, this is probably the most random cut, even though I thought it was really adorable. But like suddenly they're all sitting at the Pembroke and they're all just hanging out. It's the core four. And, uh, you know, like Betty's like, 
everything is gonna change. Like they've never had. Like, and that's the thing. The only reason why I'm saying it's such a weird, like it was so jarring to me, is because they should have had these exactly every exactly. single I, damn episode, and instead yeah, we got season. crazy gargoyle kings. Yeah, yeah. But having them sit and chill and talk is unfamiliar to me. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> how this you know, whole episode very much felt like that there were so many beats and pauses and again like with last week's premiere like it felt so slow and i'm like i love the pace don't get me wrong but i'm like it's slow because last season was on fucking acid like yeah you you know like like you get these little quiet moments and i'm like this is what they should be talking about like they're in their senior year like Veronica's like, oh my god, like last, like hurrah, like I'm like, I wanted this. This is and all. I don't know how I feel about this right now because it's such a shock yeah. <laughs> to my system. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, <laughs> so many emotions. Betty's like being really cute and she's talking about like, oh my god, it's our like last year, and you know, in 24 hours we're all gonna like our change, our lives are gonna change, and Veronica's getting all nostalgic and stuff, and. um it is a cool moment to see because, yeah, it, it really is going to be the end of their high school season. And um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next. Anyway, I, um, yeah, yeah. The last thing that is said, which I thought was kind of funny and how it segues was kind of funny, is Betty's like, but at least we have tonight. And then she literally starts like, making was, out. Guys, like, like no horror. one does this with their friends. Like, like they start no. making out in the corner and like. Varchi's like, uh, all right, I guess we're gonna go to the room now. Like, exactly. Who I does was like, that? Okay, chill. Like, <laughs> like, you don't need all of that. Bigger. I mean, it was cute to like start off the episode with this huge like sex montage, sex and I was moment. like, okay, yeah. like, okay, I'm down. Like, yeah. there's no parents around, so like, of course, like, amazing. Of course, all the shippers were like, we're having boners for like a good minute <laughs> and a half because like everybody got what they wanted. Like, Varchi was on point, Bughead was on point, making out, having sex, whatever, sick. Next morning, they probably had too much sex because they be late for school, though. <laughs> they were late for school for show. So they're all running to class and they bump into the brand new principal, Mr. Honey. And he's mean. Like <laughs> He's not a nice guy. He's hot. I think he's so freaking hot. Do you I still love think him. he's hot? Even after yeah, all these years? I d- oh, my I God. Like they really totally. aged him. I feel like they aged him. They did. Him. He, I mean, he aged himself. Like He definitely got older. Yeah. Like. He's he was a baby in Dawson's Creek, but no, no, sure. I like his storyline, and I feel like they're pinning him to be this really evil guy. But I feel like he's gonna have this really cute story, like in the end, you know. I'm sure he's gonna have to have a good moment because, like, this episode was like too extreme for like 45 minutes of my life. Like, I was like, he's really. But extreme. in all fairness, in all fairness to him, like he's coming into the school that was like literally like it was on acid last season, so he's like, yeah. You know, I have to like put everyone back into shape and like get this school back into like what it's supposed to be. A fucking <laughs> it is, yeah. school. He does. So I get point. it. Like he definitely like makes a lot of good points. But anyway, he books them for like being late. He's like, make sure you never do this again. He was like pretty mean about everything. Also, the hallway was like eerily quiet. Like it's yeah. not that quiet. Like once the bell goes, like there's still <laughs> like people lurking. Deserted. In the they were like 25 minutes late. Probably <laughs> the lights were off. I was like, is it even school time? <laughs> Um, anyway, so then it cuts to um, Reggie, and he's talking to the football coach in the locker rooms, and that's when <laughs> Archie introduces Mad Dog. And Reggie's like this. <laughs> Reggie's he's like, like confused. He's like, yo, Matt, I'm so excited to be the number one player this season, because yeah. no one's even bigger than me. I'm the biggest one. And then they're like, and then he walks in, he's like, oh. and Mad Dog's like, hey, guys. He's like, I'm joining the team. <laughs> He's like, fuck. He's like, oh, your abs are on point. 
So anyway, so yeah, he introduces him and he's like, yo, can he be a part of the football team? And the coach is like, absolutely. With that body, 100%. Like, let's do it. <laughs> like, he doesn't even give him an audition. He's just like, you're a part of the team. <laughs> and um, we get Mad Dog's name, which is funny because I know during Comic-Con, they were teasing the fact that we get Mad Dog's name. Yeah. And it's not even that consequential, but like, cool. Now he's not called Mad Dog. I'm probably going to keep calling him Mad Dog because his real name is Monroe Miller. And I don't it's feel like calling him Monroe. Like it's, it's a, a cute, name. it's a hot name. I Monroe, will say it's a hot like, name. Damn. Okay. Monroe. Okay. Okay, Monroe. Um. Yeah. So I'm down for it, but at the same time, I'm probably gonna call him Mad Dog for the rest of the season. So, yeah, like you said, Reggie's face was basically like, Buh-huh. like I want to make a gif of it because he was so shocked. Mm-hmm. Um. It was really good. So then it cuts to Kevin and Betty. One of oh, my God. favorite setups of this of like their storyline. Um, he walks in awkwardly into the blue and gold and he's like, Yo, I am so sorry about what happened last season. And she's <laughs> like, and then Betty's like, Oh, you mean when you grab me by the ankles to get like, a lobotomy? Literally almost <laughs> killed her. Yeah. Like he's like, sorry about that. He's like, like about how that. can I make it like, up to you? Bro, how like how would you have even lived through your life? Knowing that you lobotomized your best yeah, friend. Yeah, no, it was too much. Like, it, that's what, And bro. that's another moment in this episode where I felt like I was watching a different show because yeah. those two things didn't add up. Like, for someone like Kevin who went through what he did in season three, you can't come back from that shit. Like, yeah. he's either going to come back really fucked up and, like, not the same kid or, like, I don't know. Like, he's going to be, like just not kevin because you can't come back from something like that yeah. so for him to be in that room and like asking for forgiveness i'm like do you even remember what you did though like let's break it down exactly and that's the thing like i feel like if anybody needs to apologize to anybody well there's two things number one like the writers need to apologize to kevin's character for like totally yeah, for ruining sure. him for the for last sure. two like three seasons and number two Who's going to make him apologize to the entire Riverdale fandom for being a piece of shit? Like, the, like all you know this what? time. And the thing is, like, too, like, when he came in to say, like, he didn't even say, like, girl, I'm going to make it up to you. I'm going to go freaking expose this farm for what? Like, he didn't even, like. Right. He didn't really, like, Which, offer anything. He was yeah. just like, my bad. I fucked up. Exactly. I'm he, just she's a kid. Like, she's like, and okay, that fine. Wasn't sign enough. up. Yeah. Well, whatever. But. And I guess that's what leads in because I had the same question. I was like, yo, like, how are you going to make it up to her? Like, yeah. how are yeah. you only talking for the first time like this episode if you like didn't talk all summer long? <clears throat> Which is kind of funny because he was in the backyard with Archie and like everybody at the very end. Of yeah, last like, didn't you guys talk? Like, so maybe like they just didn't even like talk about stuff. But I mean, whatever. That was a standalone episode. So like, we're not going to like go into that. But anyway. He, we, we talk, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but basically he's trying to make amends with, uh, Betty at this point. And I was like, okay. And, and already I was like, he's sketchy. He's making sketchy eyes right now. I already knew something was up with this him. Thing, like, I just don't trust him. Cause like there were so many moments in season three where like you thought he was like good and, and then, then he, he went and fucked everyone. everyone over. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we'll get to that later. Um, then it cuts to Jughead getting called into, um, principal honey's office and Honey. he gets offered to study a writing specifically at Stonewall Prep, which is like a school, like a prep school, like somewhere else. Like it's like out of town, whatever. And this hot Stonewall daddy, I don't know if you thought he was hot, but yeah, like no, Mr. Really hot. Chippy. Between I was like, Honey and Chippy, Chippy, like I was like, 
These living. teachers are on point. This Everybody year. was so sexy this episode. Season I was four like, is coming in hot. I don't even know if it's a full moon or something, but like I be. It is actually a full moon. My like my body be like ooh ooh, <laughs> like so on. Anyway, so then it cuts to Veronica and Archie, and they're talking, um, in like just like in the hallways. They're like, oh hey girl, like hey boy, and. Then these paparazzi start to corner them, and one like runs down like a hallway, and then she has to pull the like fire alarm to get them like distracted so she can run into a classroom. But I was like, "Yo, where Mister Honey at? Like he be like like slacking on this security in the freaking school because like it was like yeah, it was fifty five, a little far fetched. Yeah, yeah it like, was like, it was like seventy five, like, like freaking. Um, how did they get paparazzi. through the hallway? Like yeah. it was a little random. And they're like Veronica, 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 like so crazy. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Then it cuts to Shoni. So Tony and Cheryl both visit Mr. Honey, and she's like, "As school president, welcome to Riverdale High." She brings him a little basket, and he's like. Cool, cool. Thanks. By the way, I know that you wanted to do a dance, but but um, it's canceled. It be it be canceled. And she's like, for why? Which I loved. Like, yeah, I they love gave she her said that. amazing lines. Like yeah. the entire episode. Like, I love Cheryl. Welcome back. We miss you so I much. I think I think this is definitely gearing up for like a a Cheryl spinoff for sure. Or yeah, like that, or just like a big showdown between her and Honey. But like, definitely making her such an entertaining character to watch. Even watching last step, like I watched episode one again, like very hard, but I did. And she's such a, she's such an energy. She really is. But that's like, what I mean. I feel Natalie like she can Patch, carry a show. Yeah. So they're gonna give her a spinoff. Like it's she's magic on screen. So yeah, I hope so. Like why anyway. not? You know. Yeah. So she was fun to watch. She was like, "For why are you doing this to me?" And he basically says, "Like literally, last dance you guys had, people died. Like died. <laughs> like there's." <laughs> Like, do not, don't you remember? There's She's no like, way around it. Like people literally were dead on the floor in the bathroom. Um, we're not doing that again. And like it, taken that was last year. That guys. was last year. Like that would ruin oh entire God. school. Like if people died in a school, they would shut down a school. Yeah, you know what they I mean? Shut down the whole <laughs> fucking district. Like let alone school. <laughs> like how do you come back from that? Anyway, whatever. Moving on. Um, and I thought it was really funny because Cheryl at this point she tries to pull like the Jason card, and she was like. You know, like when my brother Jason was like yeah, dead, so and like true. you know, it made me happy again. And he's like, "Okay, like it cool." Made the town but happy, and he's like, "Nah, nah, nah." He's like, "I don't give a shit." He's like, "That's too bad," which I thought was funny. Um, and he then, was definitely being petty, though. Like, there's something yeah, there for sure. He's like angry. Maybe he's spiteful against the Blossom family. Like, yeah, there maybe. must be something She's there. A rich girl. Yeah, there must be some history there for sure. So. Um, anyway, then it, we get a clip from CW's All-American television show, and oh, everybody's okay. playing football. Shout out. It's like literally like football, football, football moments. Love um, it. But what we get from this main, mainly is, you know, Mad Dog's killing it, obviously, in his tryouts or whatever, the first game. And Reggie's, because of that, like Reggie's like not doing as well, and he's kind of tripping up and stuff. And all you hear is like Reggie's dad being like, get the fuck so over here, you fucking idiot. Get over here. I was like, oh, my God. That was so extra. I was like, childhood memories. This is scarring like, me. This is like a practice. Like, it's not even a whole <laughs> game. Like, it's like, you fucked up those fucking yeah. sprints. That being said, I feel like anyone who's had like ethnic parents will understand that there's like such a level of that guess, on so many degrees. People are like, you stupid idiot. It was just, it was, um... 
you know, what they did with his storyline in this episode was really beautiful. Yeah. Not this moment, obviously, but like what it leads to. So I can really, really appreciate it. And for sure, um, I like I like the overbearing, like abusive um, parent storyline for high school kids. Because like it does happen where like yeah. these parents put these like extreme expectations on these kids. Yeah. You know, like it's a very real storyline. So I'm glad they they did it. I'm definitely glad they addressed it. So anyway. Reggie's dad is a pure dick. Like, he's such a douchebag. And I think there was an allusion to it. So it wasn't kind of, like, out of nowhere. I think we did get a little yeah, bit of that last season. Yeah. Like, there was yeah. kind of, like, some talk about it when her, he was with uh, Veronica. Um, but this, like, got super aggressive this episode. Um, anyway, so we get that. And that's when Archie and Mad Dog kind of, like, see it from the corner of their eye. They're like, what the hell's going on over there? It's so awkward and so embarrassing. I felt so bad for Reggie. Um, anyway, then it cuts to, uh, Veronica in the locker rooms and she sees a guy basically trying to take pictures like in the locker room. And I'm like, bro, that was the worst plan ever. Like he's out here with like, like how are you not going to get seen? Like, like pure idiot. 16 millimeter film camera. Like, <laughs> like click, click, he's like, click, snap, click, snap, click, snap, rewind, roll, like, roll. <laughs> <laughs> and so she books him and she was like, vixens this buy is in here like snooping on us <laughs> and he admits that you know some riverdale.com website is starting to like send her like you know like post all this stuff and like they offered him money um i wonder if that site's actually live and i wonder if they're actually like doing what that on the called? side river tip. gossip or river i think it was like riverdalegossip.com or some shit like that i don't know but it would be cool if any of, of you guys like checked it out to see if like they created a fake website because that'd be amazing and i wish more shows did that um river river rumor is it river, river riverdalerumors.com something like that something like that let us know guys in the comments below um so Anyway, she trashes the camera. She's like, go fuck yourself, whatever. Then it cuts to Reggie, and he just gets very teeth, like, right away at Mad Dog, who has, like, the most ripply, glistening, Hey, Mad Dog looks so good. And shiny. then Reggie just, like, snaps on him. He's like, yo, you fucking idiot. You got eight abs, and I only got six. <laughs> like, he was just, like, <laughs> he was just, like, so... Yeah. Pissed. He's like, what? Oh, the, your name is Mad Dog? Oh, you were from jail? Yeah. Did you like, you know, in the shower? Did you like drop like, soap okay, or whatever? Like reach. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, being like a kid. But like, yeah, Monroe got abs for days. I was living for that. <laughs> but anyway, Mad Dog dips because he's like, y'all, if you keep talking like that, I will go back to jail. <laughs> so I'm going to leave. Um, yeah. So he leaves. And then, yeah, Archie basically says like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, calm the fuck down. And Reggie does kind of like he doesn't make a point. He basically says like, "I tried so hard to like be like the lead, and now I'm like not the lead, and like now he's like stepping on my game." And I'm like, "Weak excuse. Stop being such a baby." Whatever. Yeah. Um. Then it cuts to Jughead and FP at home, and Mr. Chippy, hot Mr. Chippy, is like talking to FP, and he he's like, "I just wanted to try again to see if we can like talk about this or whatever." And first. Jughead's like, nah, I'm not about this. Like, I really don't want it. I don't want to go there. Um, and he, FB basically says, like, sit down. Like, let's, like, hear him out. Let's see what, see what he has to say. As a side note, is Betty living at their house? <laughs> like, is that I mean, I guess, reason? like, that's the assumption because she doesn't have a family. She so. doesn't have a family. She doesn't have a house. Like, her mom left her or she, yeah. her mom's like, gone. But, like, what's going to happen when she comes back? Anyway, whatever. Lots of questions to ask for next episode. Um, then it cuts to Betty talking to Charles again 
and she finds these papers that show that Kevin was being is being monitored essentially by Charles. Like there was like a bug on him, or like they bugged his phone or something. And he like left the documents like open on wide the table. open, and then he's like, "Why would you go through my classified top secret documents?" I was like, "I'm like, um, uh, you left okay. them right on the fucking table, so uh, she's gonna look. I would look too." And so she's like, "Oh, I can't believe that you've been like spying on him, and like he's been in contact with Fangs." And so he tells her that you know kevin isn't as innocent as you may think he is he's still in contact with fangs he's still in contact with the farm and he's still kind of like trying to get in there and betty's like well let's try to catch him in the act let's say something or do something that will make him feel like um you know we have a lead and then see what happens from there so they have a plan set up uh but we'll talk about that in a second because now we're going to cut to tony almost Almost like she was so close, yeah, so close to catching Cheryl coming upstairs from the basement um, and finding the dead body. First of all, and I'll just say this right here because we do talk about it after too, but right, like seeing where the Jason's body was and where that gate is. Yeah, Jason's body is like right there, it's like, like right you can there see it through the gate. Like you can see his like dead hand. Like if she. <laughs> Did she it. not like she didn't even cover stuff it. him around the corner or something? Yeah. <laughs> or like put a curtain in front of like the gate. Like yeah. why does it have to be like wide freaking open? <laughs> anyway, whatever. She's like, don't go there. I do love it because I love the Victorian vibe of the Thistle House in the first for place. Sure. Or yeah, Thorncliffe, yeah, sure. whichever one it is. It's um, creepy. It reminds me of, you know that story, Bluebeard? Anybody who knows the story of Bluebeard, it's kind of that vibe where it's like, don't go down this hallway this door is locked, and I feel like maybe they're going to lead up to that because they kind of alluded to it this episode. But I feel like it's all about that, like, discovering the mystery through I mean, closed secrets doors. Are made, secrets are, are meant to be, like, found. So yeah. someone is definitely going to stumble upon this kid's body for sure. Yeah. So she also gets the idea because she was like, uh, what are you doing down there? And then she was like, I was praying. I was praying to my uh, Jesus <laughs> and uh, my brother. And uh, that's fine. And so she says... As I was meditating or whatever, I thought about the idea of throwing a party instead since we can't do the back to school dance. And I was like, house party. I was yeah. like, we literally called it in. from the freaking promo. Yeah. Like- I was like, big ups to us. We fully called that shit. So um, anyway, she decides to throw the party and like that's kind of like the like lead into the rest of the episode. Um, then it cuts to her slow-mo handing out all the invites, as you mentioned. Um, she's like throwing them in the air. She's like so happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. She bumps into Mr. Honey and she like basically calls him out. She's like, I know you, you know me, but like you ain't shit. And then she like walks away. <laughs> and it was like one of my favorite moments. It's like definitely my favorite line of the episode. It's so going to be gonna Jeff in like two seconds. Yeah. Insert Jeff. Like so, so many Jeffable moments this, this season or this episode. I'm so excited. Um, so anyway, so she's having the party. She's throwing out the invites and she's like, you can't stop me, bitch. And so then it cuts to Stonewall and Jughead and Betty are getting a tour from, I guess, one of the school, like the, like one of the classmates or something. And he already looks like a sketch bag. He already looks like he's 75 years older than he should be at that school. But he's touring around with Jughead. He's very like she she or whatever. Um, and he's like, oh, we're doing a reading of Moby Dick. So do you want to come or not? And Jughead's like, yeah, like I read that book like when I was like 10 years old. And Betty's like, pass. I'm not going to go like you, you guys. Are and weird. they keep calling him Forsyth. Yes. Because like, which 
sounds like foreskin to me every time someone fucking says it. So, <laughs> but that I mean that is awkward. his name. But yeah, it, it is. They're definitely like leading into that. But going back to what we were saying about talking about earlier, I definitely feel like there is some level, or maybe we didn't talk about this yet, but uh, there is some level of history or lineage that goes along with him being at Stonewall. Like, yeah. That, we find yeah, out later sure. on about his grandpa being there. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. But anyway, they call him Forsyth, which is a very good point to make. And like there was a reason why they they said that specifically. Um, anyway, there was a funny moment where he was like, let's go to the cafeteria. They have vegan, keto vegan, raw keto vegan, which I thought was funny because it's very like our generation. Yeah. 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 Um. So then it cuts to. Um, the office and Hun- uh, Principal Honey and Veronica are now talking. Like he's calling everybody up in this office today. So he basically says, like, I'm, you know, I'm a snoop and I find all this gossip because I like listen to like PresHilton.com and I also this like Riverdale website. And it says that you're the one that was guilty for like all the crimes of your family. Is it true or no? Like he basically tries to grill her. And Veronica's like, um, you're weird. Like, what's going on? I'm not. And he says, he even says to her, like, you should take a sabbatical to, like, let everything calm down before you come back to school. Because, like, I'm not about that drama. And Veronica's like, well, I ain't about that drama and neither. So, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so she just gets kind of cheesed about the whole situation, which means she's, like, going to go on a hunt to, to figure out, like, Who's talking shit about her? Because there's like an insider that's kind of spreading all these rumors about her. Anyway, it cuts to Pop's Diner and Kevin and Betty are just like talking and like reminiscing about like episode one, season one. Yeah. And he's like, you know, that one time like I was in your like room for like that one episode and then it never happened again because it became like a sketch bag. Um, <laughs> like and I said that Archie got hot and you had a crush on Archie and it was really cute. He and like basically would, like, did the whole scene over again. Yeah. Like, basically. It. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And then he's like and then I would like go on grind him and like hook up with people and like it was so cute. And I was like, OK, like sure i guess that's like i don't know of how i feel about him going reverting all the way back to him being yeah just like i feel Betty's like best you guys are best friends like you guys had more moments than that one night yeah. in, in her room in the episode like, one they couldn't think like, of any other time that they were yeah besties. like cute like trips like friend trips or yeah. like cute stories they wrote like something nothing, you know nothing he's like nah me on grind them oh like, me on grind okay okay thanks so anyway um she ends up saying like oh with like, by the way, like, you know, one of the reasons why I was being so mean to you earlier was because I'm still depressed that my mom's gone. But we have, like, a break in the case. And he's like, oh, okay. And um, sure enough, like, they're setting him up. Um, the next scene is where Kevin, once again, this yeah. man is in the woods again. Like, His again. preferred location. <laughs> preferred location? Woods. <laughs> like, that's where he meets people. <laughs> So he meets Fangs. We see Fogarty in like for like five seconds. And I was like, oh, he got like two seconds of screen time. That's so cute. And then um, basically Fang says, give us the name of the informant. And Kevin's like, yo, I don't know who it is, but like, can we be together? And Fangs just says, we don't trust you. Like Edgar doesn't trust you. So if you don't give us a name, then we can't be together. So he basically bribes him and says, if he doesn't get that information, then they can't be together. Like, he's not going to suck his dick, basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, I, I ain't going to hook up with you. Yeah. So 
then um, right away, and I'm glad that they did it this way because I was like, yeah. are they going to drag it into this hole? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to catch you. I'm going to set you up. They literally catch him right away. Betty like flashes the, the flash. <laughs> she was like face. standing behind him the whole yeah. time. <laughs> she's like, the bitch, what? She's like in the tree. Yeah. So she catches him and she's like, she's like, get over here, you idiot. So she pulls him in. She's we'll like, talk- Kevin, really? <laughs> she's really? like, bro, are you fucking serious right now? And he's like, burr, burr. so anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second because then we talked to Veronica where we see Veronica and Reggie talking at the speakeasy. And she was like, yo, there was an informant. Like, what's going on? Is it you? Are you the one that's like been talking to these papers? And he's wearing these sunglasses and he like gets all dramatic about it. He like takes the sunglasses off and he's like, who do you think I am? Like, no, talk to your dad. And he has this big black eye. I'm like, no one's like, you'd think that Veronica, who dated this guy, would be like, why are you wearing sunglasses inside? Are you okay? Yeah. Like, take your glasses <laughs> off. Instead, it was like the reveal of the episode, like yeah. him having this big black eye. And so she was like, oh shit, like your dad beats you. So Archie and Veronica are talking, and Archie's like, yo, did like he confess that it was him? And she's like, no, but I'm pretty sure his dad beats him. <laughs> like, they both made a connection. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. I know we shouldn't be laughing about laugh. this, but, like, no. it's very much, like, it was, like, they, they did try to, like, I think, speed up, like, the whole story they of did, it all. for sure. They to did, kind of yeah, make yeah. it self-encapsulated. And so I'm, like, totally fine with that. But also it was very, it's it was comically quick in that regard. Yes, anyway. you're right. Yeah. So Veronica's like, oh, shit. Like, Archie's like, oh, shit, we got to do something about this. Um, then it cuts to Kevin, Betty, and Charles, and um, he's interrogating him. And he's like, "All I really like." Kevin's like, "All I really wanted to do was see Fangs. I was doing this just to see him." Um, he was like, "I was alone all summer long. You never wanted to talk to me. You never answered your phone calls, but Fangs did." And I was like, "But at that point in time, like maybe you could have told like the police." Yeah, like it was such a dumbass excuse. Like, like it was a no, it was a stupid shady. excuse. If you knew that that was the reason why you felt alone from everything and isolated, the only way back would be to tell the truth so people can like trust you again. But anyway, he went about it the wrong way. They wrote it that way, so I'm like, all right, cool. And then, um, yeah, and at that point in time, I think I was starting to like sympathize with him a little bit. I was like, okay, I. I guess I can run with that. Like, it is a kind of a, a like a, a pretty stupid reason why he didn't do anything and like lie to everybody. But I I get it. He's alone. He feels lonely. He everybody else ascended without him. Like he probably didn't really even know that much information until Fang started talking to him again. So I anyway I don't know. Um, and so Betty and Charles kind of step aside, and Betty's like. I trust him, like everything that he's saying. And Charles is like, no, he's like, he's already like a waste um, suspect. Like they're like, he's probably already still working for him. Like, I don't even know. I don't trust him. And in this moment, again, I was like, like Riverdale daddies everywhere I go, everywhere I turn, like everywhere I see a frame, there is someone that's sexy and hot. And Charles is like, nah, we're not going to use him. And I'm like, yeah, what else are you not going to do, Charles? He, he's so cute. Like, everybody what? is so sexy. Oh, like, you're talking about the actor? Yeah, I'm talking about the actor. Oh. Did you not feel like that was a moment for you? I just didn't understand where you were going oh, where with I was that. Going with it. Okay. <laughs> you were mentioning well, I Kevin. Was just... I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, lead into every moment where it's, like, sexy moments with the daddies of Riverdale. 
Um, anyway, whatever. He doesn't trust uh, Kevin at all. He's like, don't do anything about it. Then it cuts to football practice number two, All-American number two. And um, again, Reggie's like, Reggie's dad comes in. He's like, yo, you're an idiot. What the hell? Did you miss that? And like, He's, this is like, the point where I'm like, where's the coach? Because like his dad fully walks onto the field, which you're not allowed to do. And the coach <laughs> is like nowhere. Like Coach Clayton, like where the F are you and where's your son, Chuck? Yeah. Like nowhere yeah. to be found. But then Archie steps in. And he's like, and Archie's like, don't hurt my friend, okay? He's like, stop hurting my friend. That's my friend. (laughs) Yeah. And then, actually, I was actually surprised at Reggie's reaction because Reggie was like, shut the fuck up, Archie. He's like, just back away. Like, I was very thrown off because I was like, I thought Reggie would obviously, like, take Archie's side or be like, dude, like, just let us have a moment or something. But he fully got mad at Archie. I definitely understand why he did that because I think that naturally... If that were to happen, you're so embarrassed that like you wouldn't yeah. want anybody else to see that yeah, side of it, especially no, sure. when Reggie's like already like a bit of a bully at school. He doesn't want to see him like it's embarrassing to like understand like why he's being bullied. I think what like, caught me off bullied. guard, I think what caught me off guard was like how authentic that scene was. Yeah, because this is another example of the writing of this episode. Like here, I was thinking that I was going to be some cheesy ass like scene. Yeah, and it was some like really like well done like acting from Charles Melton. Yeah. You know, it was just like a really beautiful scene. It, it was a really good moment. And I like the fact that they like cut back to the dad and the dad felt really stupid and embarrassed about it all. Because um, then it makes him feel like he's like humanized. Yeah. He's not like a, just like yeah. a pure bully. He obviously like has feelings too. So he he's like, oh shit, like people are watching me too. Um, so then it cuts to the reading club at Stonewall and everybody's just like talking. They're like so intellectual and like talking about Moby Dick being like this like symbolic whale and whatever. And then Jughead like literally walks in and he's like, it doesn't mean anything. And then like bomb drop. Everybody's like, yo. The teacher's like, what? You're so smart. He's like, I love you. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool that like he just like jumps in and he's like right away. He's like sick. Everybody knows how to read books here. Like it's. Like Riverdale's, like it's shit. definitely like as it kept going, I was like, he's gonna obviously join because like it just, you yeah, know, he's gonna excel. He feels like, right he's at gonna home excel yeah, there for sure. Um, so then it cuts to <laughs> one of oh my god, I died, I died. <laughs> I was like, guys, of course. I, I thought mean, they we, retired we the trailer, this week. but <sighs> I feel like I was like, we're doing this, I guess. So Monica Posh, she back, she back, and she's like ready to go, um, with the same ass wig. Which I thought that we lost in the last like season. But Can we just talk about here. like how how ten Hiram lodges? I'm like, this guy like is in jail. Like, how much yeah. daytime does he actually get? Because he's like so freaking ten. I mean, he gets like that outside, like you know, like the, the yeah. Area, the, I guess the workout he, he's area. All, yeah, I guess he can be there all day. Yeah, he's tanning, but also like. Marcus Wallace is probably like on vacation, like <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Um. Anyway, so whatever. Um. So Monica Posh comes in, and I love the fact that she was like, this is the only disguise that is yeah, going to help people like, from, like, not seeing me. Yeah, she's like, like, I could only hide from the photographers with this I'm disguise. Like, How? Like, yeah, you look that different, like, Veronica. you literally <laughs> look like Kylie Jenner, like, trying to leave her house with a, like, yeah. a fake wig on. Like, <laughs> or the not Like, it's not that different. Uh, <laughs> so, so, basically, um, she, she says, like, what did you do? Like, how did you do? And he was like oh, I'm so sorry. Like, did you, like, are you having, like, a hard time at school because, like, people are thinking that you're, like, a lodge? And 
I don't know if he's the one that <laughs> leaks the story, but he basically says, like, own up to the fact that you're a lodge. Like, this is your life. Like, it's who you are through and through. And you just have to deal with the repercussions of that. Like, well, you like, weren't an innocent girl. Yeah, exactly. And I think that she's starting to realize that, too. Like, she can't blame her dad for everything. Like, she can blame him for kind of coaxing her into doing certain things. But she definitely did a lot of things in retaliation like what she says later on she like says the reason why she did the things but i think that this is a moment where she just like has to come to terms with like taking responsibility for her own actions and he basically says like yo i'm not helping you out of this like this isn't me this is you so i kind of like the fact that they put that in there because the entire time if we keep blaming Hiram and if she keeps blaming Hiram, we're always going to villainize him as the person exactly. who's ruining her life. Whereas, you know, if you do want to take repercussions and take responsibility for what happened last season, like, yeah, Veronica needs to take some responsibility for the things that she did. Anyway, so that cuts down and then it cuts to the house party. party. Finally, we got yeah. a party. The only thing missing was the pussycats, to be honest. Yes. Otherwise, Agreed. this party took me right back to season one. Season one vibes. Um, yeah, totally. For sure. Um, so, yeah, whatever. That's an unfortunate situation. We're probably never going to see them again. But, yeah, they're gone for um, sure. I do love the fact that Cheryl basically says she like stands on her little thing and she's like, welcome to the party. I'm just going to let you guys know that like I'm gonna start a war with principal honey because he's a piece of shit and i hate him and i just wrote down in this moment like this is gonna get really bad like he's either gonna like make sure that she doesn't go to like college or he's just gonna try to ruin her life like the a war between like a student and a principal like doesn't ever end up well and i'm just worried for our girl cheryl what do you think about that she said something interesting she was like i'm gonna like cut his head off or something like right. that and i was like oh that's that's very like detailed i, I wonder if like <laughs> i wonder if he's actually gonna get his head chopped off and like they're gonna think they're gonna frame Cheryl. her <laughs> yeah i hope that they don't go that way but anyway he's so he's um he's like on the hit list now like there's a war between the two of them i'm really interested to see how that goes because i just want to know what the petty level is about like why does he hate her so much and why does she, you know what i mean like there's obviously something underlying there and i just want to get to the to the bottom of it and see what's what's up and while nb is excited for the petty like understanding the petty level i'm here just for the petty level like i'm i'm just here to watch the experience oh, for sure. of that the too. yeah because this episode she does got it me so well up. too i was dying of laughter um okay so then it cuts to jughead veronica and betty and they're talking about like the stonewall and i guess veronica because she comes from like money she's like yo stonewall is so obnoxious you're gonna hate it there like don't go to that school it's so miserable and you know betty's like do whatever you want to do but at the same time like i'm here so like why would you want to leave me so he's kind of struggling a little bit he's trying to figure out like what he wants to do next obviously it's leading up to the point that he's gonna like decide to go but whatever um reggie drunkenly almost gets downstairs he's literally at the door staring at the body like if he wasn't drunk out of his no, mind legit like i could see his hand his hand the fucking like, sticking literally. out of the freaking cloth like anyway so she's like the other she did door lock was it, locked though, which was smart like she locked the fence she locked that but she also says like she locked the whole like hallway but he got into it somehow like he just like broke the door down or something i don't know so she's like get out of here it's off limit so he leaves and so 
I did like the fact that they kind of left it this mystery that's going to continue for a little bit longer because I don't think we needed that for this episode because it was so... Yeah, and I don't think it would have made sense for Reggie to be the one that finds yeah. him because that kind of just... There's no connection there. He's like, I already got um, daddy issues. I can't deal with a dead body right yeah. now. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um. So then it cuts to Kevin and Betty talking uh, at the party and... Betty basically says, like, sorry we interrogated you. And Kevin's like, yo, I totally understand. Like, I was such a douchebag last season. And, like, I get it. And she she literally, this this moment, I was like, girl, what's wrong with you? That's like a leap of faith. And so she tells you know him what? the full I truth. I think it's just Betty. I think it's just, like, it's, again, showing us it's like, like who, who she, she is. really is at her core. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, girl, you're so stupid. Like, why would you tell this guy? But then um, she just, like, tells him right up, straight up. And then she was like... You know, like, my mom's, like, a, a secret agent, and this is what's happening. And she's like, I'm choosing to believe that I can trust you with this information. And um, she says, this is what you're going to do to make it up to me. You're going to ask Fangs to meet with you again, and then we're going to get more information and find my mom. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. And so he kind of goes with the plan. Um, then it cuts to Reggie uh, talking to... I guess Archie and Mad Dog again, or is Mad Dog at the party? Yeah, I think he is. So they're all at the party. They're yeah, all jamming. Like, Why are you here? Who invited you? Yeah. Huh? So he basically gets like drunkenly angry about everything, and Cheryl's like, "Get the f out of here! You're such a loser." Um, and it was just a random scene. I think like nothing really comes of that except like, it later kind on, of was Archie. just there to like to put Archie and and um, Reggie into a scene together like later on. Right. Yeah. So that's what happens. Then. Uh, <laughs> I love this moment too, actually. Um, FP like comes in because like like someone calls the cops and he's obviously he, the sheriff. It was so funny because like he's like he's like somebody call the cops. He's like it's too loud. I'm like, isn't Thorncliff like on its own like yeah. property? And she even says that she, she was like, who called the cops? Like we don't even have neighbors for like miles. Like yeah. who are we? You know, annoying. It was we? just like, funny who's, how she said happen- that. Like, why is this happening? Yeah. And then he's like, it was someone named Honey. And then her face is like. <laughs> I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Honey. So she's like, I'm going to, I'm like, it's war now. But one of my favorite moments is when FPC's Jughead. And I feel like now they love uh, like the fact that he says boy, the way he says boy. So now he was like, boy, you better not be drinking what's in that cup. And then it cuts to Jughead holding a cup of whatever. And he like stare, like dead stares his dad and just like dumps it to the side. Yeah. After I was like, you let your son like run a fucking biker gang all season, you got him tattoos like, for his that- friends. <laughs> That's all cool. He's having a little shot of like whiskey. You're going to yeah, freak out. You're okay. going to freak out. No, I, and that's the thing. I wanted to keep this moment as like an isolated moment. Now that you're mentioning all those other things, I'm like, true. He's done again, so many worse. Things. I know. But again, we're connecting it to season three and we, we have to stop doing that because yeah. I do feel like this is a reset season. For so, sure. 100%. you know, looking, comparing those two things. Yeah, they don't make sense. But At like. All. Yeah. And so, yeah, when he says, like, what's in that cup, it was such a cute little comedic moment. And the way that, like, even Cole Sprouse, like, acted it out, I was like, this was so, like, such a fun little nugget. And I wish Riverdale. Was and you know what this, though you know there was a lot of moments like that yeah. i i was watching kind of the side parts of that whole party and like you can see kj laughing and talking to someone like yeah. even like veronica talking to betty and jughead like everything felt so real and like this just felt like a house party like we were just watching a house yeah. party even um, later on like when i think there's a scene where they're in class again and they're like yeah, learning yeah. english and 
it cuts to like the entire classroom yeah and tony's like twirling her hair in the background it was like so cute they hold these really silent moments and i was like this isn't boring to me. I don't know about you guys, but this isn't boring to me. I'm I've enjoying... been waiting for this yeah. <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm enjoying the setup. I'm enjoying us just sitting with characters in silence. Like I'm good with that. Like I don't need it like, makes a monster. me feel like I'm in Riverdale. Yeah. And like you think that's what the show is supposed to do from the from the beginning. Like I wanna feel like I'm in this small town. Right. But last season it was like, where am I? Am I in a fifth dimension? Like yeah. in Riverdale? Like, am I also... in Nancy Drew? Also on the CW. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just like cross-promoting everything. You plug in all their shows, all their Wednesday night lineup. You got it. <laughs> no, actually, All Americans on Monday nights now. So. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I know the schedule, too. Anyway, um, Archie and Reggie are talking, and he says, how did you get that black guy? And he basically admits that it's his dad. And I love the scene so much. He says something this along the lines of amazing. Yeah. Ugh. So Reggie says, I always got jealous of the relationship that you had with your dad. And when we found out what happened to your dad, all I kept thinking was like, what if that happened to my dad instead? And I was like, yo, yo, like gave, it was literally like, like, first of all, Charles Melton, his acting was yeah, amazing. I have to say really like he acted job. so well. And same with KJ. And I think for an episode that I was sort of waiting for, a little more of a connection to the first one. Yeah. Because I was like, are they, is is KJ, is Archie going to bring it up like that his dad just died? Like, I right. get it. It's been a couple of months, but like, still, like your dad just died. And having it inserted into this moment of like, um, you know, hit, like Reggie dealing with Fred's death and like yeah. kind of comparing their friendship and like, you know, knowing his dad his whole life. Oh my God. Like, I was almost going to cry again. I was like, this is so, so powerful. Yeah. It was really well done. And I was, it was almost like shocking to see because it, it's something that we hadn't seen from Reggie's storyline. For sure. And him getting that emotional. I was like, this is amazing. Like I seriously they could they seriously could have done it like two seasons ago. Oh my god. So oh my god. it just makes me happy that they finally got there. Um so Archie's like, So what are you gonna do now? And Reggie says, like, well, you already called him out, so he's not gonna like beat me up in like real life. Like he's not gonna beat me up outside of of home but now i need to like do something about it he's like it's on me i need to take a stand i need to like fight against him and so he goes into his dad's garage and he breaks his dad's car's window and he's like i'm gonna break his window and even archie's like (laughs) you know like you can like try to talk to each other or like do something more like diplomatic or something (laughs) and reggie's like fuck this and he just like breaks the window (laughs) it was cute but i still loved it i was like even archie was like whoa like it it reminds you that they're still kids and like these are moments that like yeah you would do that if you were like a seven like angry 17 year old and you would be like archie being like yo that's crazy i can't believe you just broke your dad's window you know what i mean like i feel like it really brought me back to them being young oh it was beautiful it was so beautiful and like that's the thing when i was trying to say like all these little moments they're so easy to write but they speak like volume and like have these little moments like this is all we ever wanted and it just feels so real it makes the show feel so effing real like thank you everybody. I'm just I mean I'm so impressed you know I'm just <laughs> so, I'm so impressed so anyway we're cutting back to the next we're, we cut to the next day and it's an English class and everybody's bored it looks like the beginning of um, Britney Spears's uh, music video remember yeah. that one <laughs> where yeah. they're all sitting bored in yeah, the yeah. class so whatever everybody's bored she's like twirling her hair and um, then uh, I think Betty realizes that Jughead is like 
basically comatose. So he's not even paying attention. And she pulls him aside and she's like, honestly, you're so much better than this. You have to go to Stonewall. Like it's, it's where you need to be. And, um, she's like, don't worry about us. We'll make it work. And I was like, famous last words. Like, why would you jinx your relationship (laughs) like that? And she's like, now go run to your classroom. Like, I was like, why does he have to to go right now? (laughs) He literally ran so hard as if like a bear was chasing him. Yeah. It was so (laughs) random. I was like, okay, cool. Like, and they like cut to the shot of him running out. I was like, hey, we didn't need that. And like, and then it comes back to Betty, and Betty's like, "I'm so proud of you." Like, she's like, "Nailed run. it." Just keep running faster. <laughs> so random. Anyway, whatever. Um, then it cuts to Archie and Reggie talking, just to kind of like cover off what had happened. And he's like, "So how are things going with your dad?" And he's like, "Well, I think that like it sent a good message. I don't think he's going to be coming around like school or practice anymore, which is sick." And Archie's like, "Good." And then they had a really cute, like, bro moment. They literally yeah, said, like, it was so cute. bros? And he's like, bros for life. And I was I like, love it. adorbs. I love this. This is what I wanted. I'm happy. Um. So then it cuts to Veronica at the Pembroke. She's about to leave for school or whatever. And the paparazzi are out her window. Like, they're out her door. She can't even leave the apartment. And then finally she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm She's like, go fuck out there. this. I got this. Yeah. So she goes outside and she says, I will hold my first, last, and only press conference tonight at the speakeasy, but I need I'm to sing a song first. first. Like, <laughs> I need to do a number in a leotard. You know and what? Then I'm going to do it. Yeah. What were you going to say? I don't know. I just wasn't feeling the performance. <laughs> I was going to ask you how you felt I, about I just it. Felt, but... I just felt like it was really random. Like, I think that they're right. all very talented and I think she killed it. I just felt like it was unnecessary. Like, I didn't right. need to see that in the middle of all of this. I know what they were doing. Yeah, I get it. Number like, one, I like it, the song comes from the musical Chicago, all that jazz. Right. And. I've literally been waiting for this ever since they announced that she had a speakeasy. Like, you can go back to, like, the beginning of podcasts, whatever, season two, all of our podcasts. I was like, I found out that they had a speakeasy. I was like, I was ready for Cabaret. I was ready for Chicago. So this song has been, like, a long time coming for me personally. Also, on top of that, Chicago all is all about spinning the truth and the press being using the press essentially to get away with something. And that's why they kept cutting between like, her singing that song and then her doing the interviews with the rest of the press. They, and like, like there's that. some scenes that are like that in Chicago. I like that. I like that you like broke that down. But I, when I think of Veronica, I think of like this girl who, cause I guess I'm missing this connection of like her as a performer. Like, I right. get that she owns a speakeasy. That's cool. But yeah. like Josie was the entertainer for that or like someone it's else true. was the entertainer. Like it's I true. don't get, understand her connection as a character to a entertainer. When I see Veronica, right. I'm like, she's a powerful lawyer. She's a politician. She's She's got away with words. Like she's super confident. Right. Like that's how I see her, you know, using her skill set. Not as like a fucking jazz dancer. So for me, I <laughs> yeah. love the moment where she does the press conference. I love that because she's right. done that with her mom when her mom was running for mayor. Like she did that too. Right. That's what I see. But I didn't get the connection of her dancing. 
That's all I'm saying. I, 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 I totally understand what you're saying. I, it definitely didn't have to be her because she was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I need to do like this <laughs> dance like, number yeah, before yeah. I do a pure press conference. Like, didn't make any sense. It just didn't. I didn't, get, I didn't get that. I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going I'm to run with it. This is like a Riverdale moment for me. So I was like, okay, I'll just go with it. And she did a decent job with the song and the dance. No, that's what, like, she cool. still did really well. I just don't know how it relates to her as Veronica Lodge, the character. Fair enough. That's, that's totally it. fair. Um, I like to, but to your point, I think that she's the one character that needs to be um, the most cleaned up in terms of her connections and ties to all of the crap that happened last season. Like she has a speakeasy. She has all this, like the mob drama and all the stuff that's happened with her dad. Like it's carried over for so many seasons that I don't even, I don't really mind that. Like, I'm not even that, like I'm not even that scared about those storylines. Cause I feel like they can somehow make them make sense. Right. You know, whereas like the farm and like Alice and like this Charles guy, like that seems a bit more far fetched to me than Veronica's storyline. That's fair. Like, just the dancing, basically, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, I just didn't get it. And just I'm like, why is, like, Tony on stage? Like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, wh- like yeah. now that you said the meaning of the song, I understand. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it as a character, why no, she's a dance dancer. Totally. She's like, <laughs> especially, like, it? in that moment, she's like, I'm stressed like, out. Josie's I need thing. to, like, release my energy <laughs> yeah. by dancing and singing on stage. Yeah. A choreographed dance. Anyway, so she does that. She basically says, like, you know, like what is said in the papers is true but i didn't do i only did it because my dad forced me to do it like so she kind of clears her name that way which is kind of cool um and then it cuts to i guess the next day archie and veronica are doing homework in in the lounge once again an amazing high school moment that all we just wanted to see all season was that um so they're doing homework and he's like yo are you like applying for harvard or whatever and she says, yeah, I am, but I think I need to make a modification. Instead of using the lodge name, I think I'm going to use my mom's surname, which is Gomez. And he's like, yo, you're going to be like Veronica Gomez now? And she's like, I was going to put Monica Posh, but like, I'm not about that life. It's like, she has so many fake <laughs> names that I'm like, which one are you going to choose? But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about this, I think this is the, the segue into her meeting her sister and I yes, bet you the yes, sister yes, yes, goes yes. to Harvard or something You're absolutely because they're right. going to, they're going to meet and they're not going to know that like they're sisters. Cause right. like, or like she's not going to know she's her sister. Cause like her last name is Gomez. Her, not, her last name is Gomez. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think you're definitely right. She's probably, maybe she's like an admissions student something. or something. Yeah. Or like, so it's going to be like her, um, like to show her around the campus or whatever, right. you know? And yeah, so Archie kind of ends that scene by saying like, "Ooh, what's like he Veronica was so Gomez cute. like?" And she was like, "He was so well, I think you in that scene, like Adorable. I love KJ Apa, like he's so I think you, and he plays it so well. He did a really good job. It reminded me yeah. of how much I loved Archie this episode. Yeah, you know, like for sure. For, like if you remember for last sure. season around this time, like he was running away from the cops and he went to jail and no, no, no. Like he went through yeah, so many we were moments so where him. we were like, he was our LVP for half the season. Like this season." totally normal kid like love him i love his acting like it was great he, he was just enjoyable to watch on screen so then it cuts to i guess 
Cheryl walking through the hallway and she passes by the principal's office and she was like, what's wrong, Miss Bell? Who's like a secretary. And she's like, step away, Cheryl. Like, get away from here. Because there's bees like swarming the Amazing. entire freaking She like office. put a fucking honeycomb on She put a full honeycomb. <laughs> like, how do you do this that, bitch girl? is so crazy. Like, I can't believe, like, I know it was fake and shit, but like, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, she's insane. I was like, dying. Like, you forget how crazy crazy cheryl could be yeah. and yeah. then she does something like that and i'm like yo she's fucking bananas but i love her so much yeah <laughs> and she's like oh i hope you're not allergic toodles like she just like dips <laughs> and like that's the thing like all of these like little shenanigans all these petty moments are just leading up to something amazing and i can't wait to see what it is i hope that he's not the, by the way I just hope that he's not the one that dies at spring break because i feel like that's like so random but Anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, then it tuck, uh, then it cuts to Charles and Betty, and they're talking, and Betty has to admit to Charles, like, yo, just as a bi- FYI, I told Kevin about mom and how the fact that she's, you know, an informant, and Charles, like, loses his mind, as he should, because, yeah. Betty, what's wrong with you? Um, he's like, are you crazy? Like, how could you tell someone who's, like, that emotionally damaged? Like, he's fucked up. And... In that moment, right away, like Kevin comes down the stairs, he's like, it worked. Like, I'm going to meet up with Fangs. Like, it's happening. And he tells, like, he tells them where they are. And it was funny because as I was, like, you know, making the notes or whatever, I also wrote down, like, with the caveat, like, if Kevin's lying about this, <laughs> I will kill no, him. No, I don't think he can. No, no. Because then, no, yeah, he he's, he's dead. He'll be dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's no, no one, way. There's no coming back to that. Um. So, anyway, but he does say, like, they're in an abandoned motel behind the Maple Barrens. And he does say, like, by the way, like, the entire area is, like, armed. He has guns. He's building something, like, secret. And so, uh, you know, Charles is basically like, oh, shit, we got to, like, move before this gets even worse. And that's kind of how that storyline ends off. Um, and then it cuts to uh, the final scene or one of the final scenes, which is Jughead talking to his dad and his sister and he's like just letting you know like i'm not going to be here during the week i'm going to come home on the weekends only um don't worry like i'll I'll miss you guys but like I'll, i'll be back it's not a big deal and then we get a little bit of a nugget of information from fp who like held on to this information till the very end of the episode. So you obviously know. Yeah, it's important. I was like, uh, okay. Um, so he says that, you know, your your grandpa, like my dad, went to Stonewall as well. And Jughead's like, no way. Like, I can't believe that there's like a connection there. And FP does say he's like, yeah, until he like literally never came back from that school and like abandoned me. And I was like, for I was first I was trying to do the math about it all. I was like, I'm not even going to try to do the math because, like, that's going to be too complicated. But, no, like, like, he never came back. Or did he mean, like, he, he like, dropped out of it and, like, became, like, a nothing. Like, he didn't do anything oh, with his life. Oh, I think that's he what meant? he meant. I think he meant, like, one day he just quit the school, started smoking, and, like, basically became, like, a drunk, like, useless oh, person. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Got it, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if, like, he meant that, like, something happened at the school and, like, he disappeared or something. And I was like, oh. No, no. Like, nobody ever looked into that. Like, that sounds yeah. kind of interesting. But anyway, so he kind of sets he sets up the scene and he's like, he's like, you know, like, my, my dad was a fall down. But, you know, you, you're going to be great at this. And then Jughead's like, I sure hope so. And then, of course, it cuts to 
a final sequence, which is the flash forward that we saw in last season. But now they're all in the woods and they're like calling for Jughead's name. Like they're calling Jughead's name. They're They're all looking looking for for him him in the woods. It does cut to Betty at some point. And I'm trying to piece together whether or not this is before or after like they burn his beanie. Because like, her face I think was more like before, no. But her face almost looks like Jughead. Where is you, bro? Like I cannot find you. Like it doesn't look like she's at, like as oh, passionately so scared. It. It's almost like she's faking it because she knows like where he is or like what's. Ha- I don't know. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But to finish off this like episode, let's have like let's answer that question. What do you think now that we kind of have another second flash forward? What do you think the okay. this, this is? This is, this is, is what about. I'm thinking. Okay, guys. Okay, go. And if you haven't seen this film, it's called The Skulls with Paul Walker. Oh my God, is Kara Smith in that movie? Is he? Oh my God. Uh, maybe What's... not. But it was the '90s movie with Paul Walker and someone else. And it's uh-huh. basically about this secret society that exists in this, in basically like their version of Harvard. So right. what I'm thinking is there's some next level secret society at this like prep school. And I feel like they've somehow recruited Jughead and like something is like about to go down Okay. with all of that. And maybe um, Honey, like Principal Honey's like involved in that too. Ooh. Like maybe there's some connection with Honey and that hot ass writer teacher. Living. That's a pretty Right? That's pretty on point. I, I literally thought about it like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> You're like, I discovered the whole moment. Well, we do know Okay, that you know who's in it? Joshua Jackson and Paul. Joshua Walker. Jackson's in it. Joshua, I, I just looked Joshua it up Jackson is with freaking Kara Smith in Dawson's Creek. Like, right. I don't know. I definitely feel like there could be some underground like fraternity or secret society element to the season which i'm totally down for like yeah, that yeah. sounds really really effing cool there and scary, has to be some but not there like has in a weird be, way there definitely has to be some layer of that for sure because it's a prep school like there there's always yeah, that like I secret that. society vibe to that kind of and that's why they recruited him and especially if the grandfather was there yeah there's definitely some sort of like foresight some like connection, connection for sure there yeah we also know that you know there is we didn't we haven't seen it yet in uh flash forward but we did see it in a trailer that dropped over the summer where jughead's in a coffin so we know that he's in a coffin oh, at some point yeah. in time. oh they're gonna like thing him so they so what my what my current theory is he's not dead but they did kill someone like by accident jughead like has to run away now like they find him in a coffin then they have to like fight somebody maybe they fight him and kill him by accident maybe it's one of his classmates one of it maybe it's somebody from his new school like i feel like it has to do with someone from the new school being dead and now jughead has to like run away or act as if he wasn't there this whole time um so and then that's why we see him like looking like them looking for him in a box because i don't know there's i definitely think like if if it's something to do with some sort of secret society i can definitely see principal honey being murdered or killed or something and then like they all have to cover it up or some shit like that yeah 
I can see that too. Especially if he is involved in that, yeah, like you said, the secret society situation. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think about that particular, like what are your theories we want to know because it's starting to get juicy already and it's not like a level of annoying juicy. It's more like I actually genuinely want to figure it out, but I'm not too concerned about it because it's a flash forward. Like they did it really well in that regard where they're not beating you over the head with a mystery every episode. They're basically alluding to the fact that there's something coming. So pay attention to the show. You know what I mean? Like, every little moment is a clue, so it's very exciting to watch it in this format, for sure, in my opinion. All right. Are you ready to get into our recap roundups? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. moment. What was your best moment? My best moment, I think it's going to go to Reggie and Archie talking at the um, bus stop. I think it yeah. was something that really caught me off guard. I didn't really expect to feel so effing emotional with Reggie and Archie talking. And I think just just creating a moment in the episode where it kind of pauses and lets you connect the season opener with this one and Fred's death and right. you know Luke's passing like it kind of all just it, all we needed was that one scene to connect those two episodes and it was huge and I loved it yeah. and I think it shines a light on Reggie's character a little bit more too and Charles Moulton like played it like beautifully it was just something that really caught me off guard and I was like really impressed by it so same I think it was a really great moment it was one of my favorite moments too yeah but outside of that of course Cheryl just every moment with Cheryl this episode was (laughs) amazing it was my best moment but I'll give it to the slow motion down the hallway of course I have to give it to her for that because that was the best um for sure it was, she's just a fun watch. I love her so much. She is. She's amazing. <laughs> WTF moment. What was your WTF moment? WTF moment, I think, for me, um, I think I'm going to have to say when Kevin was like, Edgar has guns now, I was like, yeah. holy shit. Like, this is on like some next it's getting, level, like, like lethal. militia. Like, yeah. okay, like, how did he get guns? Um, that kind of caught me off guard because right. I'm like, how are they going to deal with it now? Like, now, like, Charles has to, like, call his FBI like department and be like we need to go we in need with like guns. backup like, yeah and just be Betty and Charles like going you know? yeah exactly yeah it was kind of random but I guess I feel like cults do like get to that level of crazy you know what I mean so yeah I guess there's some realness to there my WF moment it's a little loose because I didn't really I I did really enjoy this episode there weren't any moments where I was like what the fuck is happening like which is kind of new for us it's like a very <laughs> new experience for us to be like like not having a yeah a not a moment WTF moment so my WTF yeah. moment was just seeing Kevin back in the woods like for the 75th time in the series like we're in season four and he's still in the woods like come on but whatever the, but like I said it's not even that big of a WTF moment but yeah it's all I could really give this episode because it was a pretty solid episode MVP who's your MVP my MVP is gonna go to Archie Andrews um he was yep. he was amazing. He was, you know, from from being a support system for Reggie and like calling him out and then like being so cute with like Veronica. Like he's just such a freaking cute character. Mm-hmm. I love him. Like <laughs> I heart him. He good. You know, and, and you're right, like like from last season where we saw him like escaping the jail, like getting right. attacked by a bear. Guys, taken he got attacked by a bear. He got attacked by a bear and he was in a coma like, and he almost what died. What the fuck were they? He had a doing fever dream for an entire year. season for an entire episode. Like so coming off of that, I'm just like, he is such a huge pivotal like yeah. character in the show and he's playing it so well. And like they're writing him so well so far, two episodes in. So yeah. he's my MVP. Totally. 
on the side tip I'm giving it to the other redhead of the show. Yes. Totally Cheryl, yeah, yeah. at Cheryl Bombshell, always and forever. She is yeah. so entertaining. Amazing. I love her so much. She's my favorite person. It wouldn't be the, the same world. without her, you know? And, yeah. that's, and that's really like weird to say because she's not the core four. So, you know, for someone who's on the outside of that, she's she holds the show. Like she's amazing. Mm. Like on Twitter, everyone was talking about Cheryl. You yeah. Know? She's just, she was on fire. They wrote an amazing episode for her, and she just acts it out so perfectly. I love you, Madeleine Patch. LVP. What was your LVP? My LVP? I'm going to have to say FP Jones. Uh, I just feel like he's really weird, and like he sucks <laughs> at being a cop. Like, yeah. why doesn't he have like deputies to like go and like handle I high school don't. house parties? Like, he's no. the sheriff. Like, why does he roll yeah, up? Yeah, he literally is like on, the like, only cop that they could pay for yeah. to show up to these things it's just, all the time. And and guys, I'm really just kind of picking here. Like, like yeah. I don't really care. Like, I'm just kind of choosing one to choose one because yeah. one was amazing. But he's just like, I really hope he has a bigger part in this season. Yeah. And he actually is a really good sheriff this season because like last year he sucks. So, yeah. I agreed. And to your point, I did struggle too with figuring out who my LVP was. I went with Reggie's dad because he was obviously a douchebag. Like, yeah, the daddies lost this episode. Yeah. And Those also, daddies lost like, and then we gained daddies you, in other yeah. ways. So how did you not tell your son that like his whole entire life you never told your son that your your father went to this crazy like ivy league like, prep <laughs> school like his whole life he's like p.s your dad went to stonewall i'm only he telling was a you writer right too like none of that like yeah he, none of it he, but no like connection. again again the writing made sense because then he backed it up by saying i didn't i chose not to tell you because i didn't want you to like have that pre like that preconception, preconception in your head yeah, yeah. and i love that reasoning and that's another reason why like the writers like i feel like they, they're paying attention because they like smart. they're closing up those little holes too you know 100 percent. super proud that they are able to say normal things to give normal reasons as exactly. to why things happen exactly um so good and recognizing that their audience is smart yeah and the audience picks up on that shit so make it make sense you know yeah 100 percent. the best line what was your best line best line i was kind of like kind of thirsty for one because i was like i haven't really heard anything and Ooh. then you had yours but uh at the end one of ron because like the lodge name is tarnished now like the madoffs or the corleones oh yeah yeah and i'm like the corleones were sick girl like what are you talking <laughs> about like, yeah they're mafioso but like i died to have they corleone sick, as my yeah. last name <laughs> you're like don't be talking about the corleones like that bro. yeah <laughs> but it was cute yeah my uh, best line and uh, like to your point just really quickly before we move on they are giving they're not giving her those psycho lines that they used to give her do you remember um, this crazy fucking they, lines they, they used, used to, to they used to but i do feel like out of all of them she is the one that still gets them a little bit more than the others yeah when, like this is probably you know? the closest thing to that but yeah. even this was like and not as insane as the things that she used to say yeah you're right yeah, yeah. so i was down for it um, my best line is going to go once again. This is just full out Cheryl mode for me. This episode, she when she's talking to Mr. Honey, she says, your name might be Honey, but I'll always be the queen bee. You <laughs> have no power over me. And then she does a full hair flip, like flips into her face, like into his face. 
I was living, 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 so happy. Living, living, living so hard. Still not sure what his connection is. Like, maybe he's a blossom with, like, a dyed hair. Like, I don't know That's what the situation is. That's what I thought, is. too. Because I'm like, this girl has no family left over, you know? Yeah. Like, it'd be cool if, like, she had a long-lost cousin or She's something. He's like, I'm your <laughs> uncle. That's why I was being mean to you. I'm living in the basement. That's why I called the cops. I was trying to sleep. Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe he's called Honey because, like, she's maple syrup and he's Honey. Yeah. I the Guys, I definitely think that there's a connection there like just knowing that they pit them together right away right off the top like there is this instant rivalry there has to be connection there you're right maple honey somebody took over like the sweet business it's like, and it wasn't it's like honey, they're fighting it was over maple. like what tea like addition to tea like who's gonna win yeah. like, you're gonna put maple syrup in your tea or you're gonna put honey in your like tea? what is like, your like do you want agave, one with like a like, lower glycemic index or do yeah. you want one with like you know natural honey that's like unpasteurized exactly. you know like what do you exactly. do um that is the episode guys quick announcement as nb mentioned at the top of the episode we are having a contest for you guys to win a 50 dollars amazon gift card as well as a custom riverdale pop socket all you need to do is go on itunes at any given time from now until December, I think it's 14th. I think we're doing it right before the mid-season finale. And yeah. all you need to do is send us a review. Review us. Review our channel. Review our podcast. Give us five stars, four stars, whatever you like. Hopefully something along those lines. And you will be entered in a draw to win that prize. And it's that easy. That's it. It's free. Um, we're just kind of like low-key bribing you. So just do it. It's fun. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take the time to thank our patrons of the episode. We got our Rewinder Squad. Thank you to White. We got our Lit Rewinders. Thank you, Tina Ann, Sarge, Serena, Soleil, Kate, and Jessica. And thank you to our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, Tamala, and Grace. Thanks, guys. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. If you join, you'll get access to all things recap, rewind, exclusive contests, content, and updates. And also make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Make sure you guys are liking, make sure you guys are subscribing, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.